You're listening to Not Another Origin Story, the comic book movie podcast. I'm your host, Pogues, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Ben Chapman. Pogues, it's fantastic to be here. Uh, I'm really happy to be back and on the podcast. It's actually really great to be doing a podcast in these uh, these times because, you know, uh, it's one of the few things that wasn't canceled. Uh, in fact, mm-hmm. I received a government check to continue doing this podcast. Ooh. So, uh, we're, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I haven't received mine. Uh, well, I, I didn't say which government. Um, oh. <laughs> anyway, I I think I think China's just done a great job with this whole thing. Oh uh, no! So. <laughs> oh no! What's happened here? Uh, look, all, all I gotta say is that we are uh, coming up on a big episode, and then I think uh, open air markets should stay open. That's all I'm saying. Um, but wow, this is this is gonna get us banned. From <laughs> I, I think something. But what, I, uh, what I, we're really here to discuss, uh, which I'm excited to discuss, Pogues, is that we are filming a recording, I guess is the correct thing. Uh, although nope. I, do fil- I do film all the episodes. You also film them, right? For the yeah. behind-the-scenes documentary? Yeah, that's never going to air. Behind the podcast? <laughs> Just a lot of me sitting in a chair. I'm so looking forward to like the... The sort of like like one on one like testimonial parts of that where I look like haggard from years of heroin abuse. You know what I mean? Oh, so are you just jumping ahead to like the behind the music about? You? Oh shit! Oh shit! I'm supposed to have been doing heroin this whole time. Yeah, you're really blowing oh, it, bro. I had it on a post-it. I swear. Fuck. Yeah, you're supposed to get addicted to heroin and then marry uh, like on, a yeah, South hold, Asian prostitute. Hold on, you can just you can just cut this whole part out. Sarah, can you get me some heroin? That's all. That's all I needed. Okay. So. I feel oh, like you should have said joking because your <clears throat> wife is very efficient. You're going to come up and she's oh, going to have shit. like a yeah, spoon she, and some letters. She's really good at research. i got to be yeah. careful about that. Um, also, you uh, live in Chicago. I feel like it's kind of yeah. easy to <laughs> I think someone down the street heard that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. but somebody's like, sweet, my business has been hurting. Get me some yellow tops. Uh, but sorry, someone's been watching The Wire. Um, but, Let's hope but, that's why. <laughs> but we are here for a very monumental event, Pogues, because not only are we on our way to... Wait, hold on. Let me check. Is this right? Yeah. Not only are we on our way to recording our 100th episode, but if you don't count, count the pilot projects, Pogues, this, mathematically, is our 100th minisode. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, that we are coming true. up on a mega milestone for the podcast um, because uh, I think the traditional path is that you and your friend discuss a podcast and then you continue to do that for about three years um, and uh, eventually someone you sit down and record a bad first episode uh, in your living room and then you upload it and you annoy all your friends and then that's all the episodes you do like I think, I think, I think it, that's the standard podcast. Uh, maybe you get two or three episodes in, and yeah. then somebody's like, "I can't make it this week," and then it never happens ever again. I wonder if iTunes can like tell you how many podcasts made it three episodes and then had no more episodes, and also have an unreasonable amount of reviews on the episode one from a variety of friends that just say, "Good job, Steve." <laughs> yeah, this is my son. That being said, please like and uh, rate our podcast. <laughs> in, in all seriousness, like and rate it anywhere because the algorithm's fucking dumb. If you write a review, it's worth more than just reviewing it. But a, a very true story that I like to share often uh, when I talk about this podcast is that Pogues came to me and suggested this idea, considering our, our mutual love for collaboration, you know, like our 
very brief webcomic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it may have had that same arc that most podcasts do. Yeah. It lasted um, a month. <laughs> Weekly, uh, I think we did two a week. Our, our appreciation for uh, comics and comic book movies and having uh, endless conversations upon both. Uh, Pogues came to me and asked me if I wanted to do this podcast with him. Uh, I said, yeah, it sounds good. Love doing anything. Love making content. Uh, and I and I kind of moved on. And then Pogues came back and says, all right, I had Aaron Smith record an intro and I made a logo. And I was like, oh, oh, we're doing this. Oh, we're, no, we're doing this. I yeah, see. You, I see. You shouldn't have agreed. <laughs> you forgot who you were talking to. A man who puts way too much effort into the least valuable parts of his life. And I thought, man, this is great. We're actually doing this. And then, you know, fast forward a, a reasonable amount, and uh, you know, I'm I'm watching uh, I'm watching Electra, and I'm thinking, God, fuck it, damn it, God damn it. <laughs> yeah, it it is crazy uh, to think like when you really think about it. Hundred episodes since we do minis. That's actually two hundred episodes, and it's actually more than that because of the pilot projects. So yeah, we've been it's... doing this for. Like four years. Almost. Yeah, our our podcast uh, proceeds. Uh, you know, even even the administration that we're all dealing with right now. Yeah. Uh, we our first we started episode, in happier times. Our, yeah, our first episode uh, released in uh, August fifth of twenty fifteen with uh, the first episode on the uh, nineteen eighty nine Batman. That's that's crazy. Yeah, yeah, and, and uh, I never thought we would make. I thought we would last a while, but I did not think we would make it this far. And, according, uh, yeah, according to the data, we made it through some of the worst movies ever too, because we made it through uh, a historically low-rated 1990 Captain America uh, uh, with, with an eight percent on Rotten Tomatoes. So good that that I'm gonna throw <laughs> up car move. It's a genius move. I've used to steal four cars, you know. Uh, we also saw. Uh, we also unfortunately watched uh, Catwoman. No, uh, okay, that had, one. There's nothing good about that one. Which has a nine percent. Shout out to Mark Talaga, my my uh, former member of my uh, uh, my comedy writing group, uh, who was on that one. Uh, we watched Virus uh, with our mm. our pal Mike Hayes, rated nine percent on Rotten Tomatoes. I feel like you know the other day Mike Hayes hung out with us via the internet, since you know nobody can go anywhere. And I kept joking how we're not friends. And looking back on it, I feel like I might have created this by <laughs> forcing him to watch so many bad movies. Because a lot of times we'll be watching something really terrible, and I'm like, you should get Mike. And I, <laughs> so I feel like maybe I've caused some of uh, the disdain is merited. Yeah. Um, yeah, we, we survived Nick Fury, Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. with uh, mm. David Hasselhoff. That was a rough one. <laughs> Uh, Steel, Jonah Hex, the list goes on. Uh, we've been through the ringer on these films. Um, uh, there, we. I was going through uh, some of the games too that we played. Uh, uh, at some point, I I had you uh, I had you try and match I uh, obscure, unlikely to be true IMDb, IMDb trivia to the film that it was typed in about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, uh, as well as uh, quotes from the directors. Um, yes, that was <laughs> about how, how bad I, their I would recommend. Were. I always pay, make a note in the description of the mini episodes if they contain one of Ben's games. I recommend going and listening to them because they're all pretty great. Uh, they either range from like really funny or like at, you know interesting. There's the weird one where I think you gave me quotes from movies and I managed to get like an absurd amount of them, and you were like depressed that I remembered so many of the movies we had done. 
Yeah, generally uh, uh, a problem. Uh, I think my personal favorite was I went through one of those parental advisory websites and yes. pulled out lines from uh, various moves, movies we watched uh, and read them to you without context. Uh, and it's um, that that is that's one of that's up there with one of the best games. <laughs> and I will say it's it's been apparently you know almost five years or so coming up. Uh, even somebody asked me the other day, like, how is your listenership going? And I was like, good. We're, we're like pretty steady. We've, we've maintained over these years. And I was, I thought about it and I was like, honestly, if Ben would keep doing it and nobody listened to it, but like one person, I'd still be like, let's keep doing it because I have so much fun doing it. Like this oh, is absolutely. such a, like an enjoyable part of my week. Uh, when I, when we started the podcast, I think I've mentioned this, I was suffering from like horrible depression and, uh, doing this every week really was like life-saving for me. So I appreciate you sticking with it this long and it is still, I just enjoy it so much. Even when I'm watching terrible movies, I think, well, at least I get to talk to Ben about it. Like uh, a- at least absolutely. I'm not just watching this for no reason. <laughs> But, Pokes, I, I do have to, just real quick, you know, watching the algorithm, uh, um, it, it seems that people tend to like the episodes where you're really critical and mean. Uh, and that was super genuine and uplifting and full of compliments. So I, I think, can you, oh, can, you, can, yeah. you first, can you, yeah, can you just speak that a little bit? Yeah, yeah. But you know what I'm really sick of is Ben's friendship. It's just so <laughs> needy. Whoa! The viewers are through the roof! <laughs> Let me tell you the things I hate. <laughs> Why are bananas uh, so hard to peel? I don't, I don't know why I became Jerry Seinfeld in the 80s. <laughs> the people, oh, they're eating it up, folks. Oh, the feed, it's it's off the charts. Let me tell you um, about the guest I didn't like who gave up their free time to be on my show. <laughs> yes, and uh, speaking of guests, we've had a tremendous amount of guests uh, through the years. Uh, I think currently Mike Hayes sits as our, uh, as our oh, most yes, frequent. Probably being chased by my wife, uh, who is uh, tailing behind. Uh uh, I love my wife's contributions to this episode, these episodes because sometimes there are movies that I know she wants to chime in on, like the Batman films or whatever. Uh, other times, I'm just watching the movie upstairs in the living room and suffering through it, and she's like, you know, doing something adjacent, like <laughs> nearby, like reading a book and being responsible, uh, and and she's half watching it and mocking it, and then when the time comes to record, she's like, "Hey, I have a lot of notes. I'm going to be on this one." <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, "Yeah, all right, here we go." She she feels the same way, where it's like, I have to justify the time i just <laughs> wasted yeah, yeah she she it's also nice to have obviously you know a, a female perspective sometimes on movies because she does have an interesting uh, take on things I and mean, it if i'm right it's been a while since i've looked she has the most listened to episode which i believe is still our scott pilgrim episode uh yeah i think i think you are correct on that one uh yeah, I think I think the last time we checked that was we checked it pretty recently and that was the case here. Yeah, um, so she's doing all right for herself. And yeah, I guess for us. I, I should point out I just I just had to pull the data up here. Uh Sarah is one episode away from uh beating or from matching Mike's total episodes of nine. So I wanna also Really? Uh, yeah, yeah, so we need to have her on one more and those two can fight it out. Duke it out. Um That's crazy. I, I, I would have thought just because there was that stream where we had like Mike on like once a month it felt like because of like yes. we just kept watching terrible movies and we we're like well he likes really bad movies also shout out to all stars uh chris arneson chris doom and seth who have all made appearing more than one appearance on the episode uh, on the podcast yes uh and of course all those all those one and done guests <laughs> like yeah like I, Eric I appreciate Lyon. <laughs> anybody who put forth the effort to be on uh the show because some of the there's some great 
uh, like just one-off guests we've had. One of my favorites is still, um, and I, I'm terrible at names, so I've forgotten their name. But uh, the uh, guest for American or er, Art School Confidential. Oh yeah, Jess. Mm-hmm. Yes, she tells some of the best stories in that episode about going <laughs> to a real art school. That to this day, I still bring them up to people when somebody talks about art school because they. I was just like, these can't be a real story. Uh, yeah, no, I know exactly what you mean. We've had some excellent guests over the years. Um, but Pogues, we are, uh, I, I think we are, uh, tw- about 15 minutes into an episode without having officially announced what the next episode was going to be. What our hundredth episode is going to be. Uh, I, yeah, and I mean, it's a question that we've, we've been talking about for, uh, 98 episodes. We'd like to get started early on one, one film we wanted to pick. <laughs> We've been thinking about what would be the perfect movie for this, you know, this huge milestone for for us and, you know, a podcast in general. And you had to think, like, we've done so many of, like, the big shitters of, of comic book movies. Yes, as the term goes in the industry, the big shitters have been... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's, a, it's a term you a guys wouldn't know. go-to. <laughs> you guys aren't in the film industry. But there's a Marvel character that... Uh, has existed on the periphery of uh, of the movie industry uh, of the current MCU, but had a literal uh, translation into film back in the uh, 80s. Yes, and, and arguably, I mean, the first Marvel comic book movie. Like, yeah. Like, full-release comic book movie. And I'm sure if you're listening to this podcast, you already know the movie, because let's face it, if you don't know anything about comic book movies, this probably isn't high on your list of podcasts. Uh, but yeah, we're, we're pretty excited to finally, uh, do an episode we've been sort of saving for a rainy day and a hundredth episode is certainly an achievement we can celebrate with 1986 Howard the Duck. Yes, a insane movie from top to bottom, an animatronic duck. Originally it was supposed to be an animated film. There's a whole story that goes along with Howard the Duck is, uh, you know, this movie was produced by George Lucas. Star Wars is George Lucas. Mm Mm-hmm. He it's had got, it. Oh, go ahead. It, it's got quite an impressive uh, um, of of, of uh, talent behind it. I mean, it's got uh, the writers of um, uh, of American Graffiti and uh, at least one Indiana Jones movie. Like, of course, yeah, George Lucas is involved. Like, it's a pretty it's a pretty sizable. It, it, it's it's got more people than you would expect it to have of quality and talent considering what it is and how a lot of people nodded their heads and said yes to it <laughs> yes and so like it's got like uh leah, Th- or leah thompson who was in back to the future is probably what most people know her from or in uh, some kind of wonderful uh tim robbins is in it like a really young tim robbins uh there's just uh, a lot of like there's jeffrey jones who's like a real life creep now um but what happens is lucas has like a contract with whoever makes this movie that he's supposed to make a film and so he says, all right, I'm going to make this movie. I, I bought the rights to Howard the Duck, and I'm going to make this movie. And he's going to make it an animated movie. But then he finds out in the contract it has to be a live-action movie. So he's like, all right, we'll do it live-action. He sinks a bunch of money in. He hires these people who've worked with him on you know, two very successful films, you know, at least critically successful and one financially successful. They put this movie out, and it, I mean, it bombs. It's, it's not well-received. It does horribly. And the movie does so bad that Lucas loses a ton of money. And he loses so much money that he sells part of Industrial Light and Magic, the special effects company he created, 
to Apple, who then turns it into Pixar. So the reason Pixar exists is because this movie was so bad. If this movie had done well, there would be no Pixar. Lucas was like basically broke from trying to like from financing this movie and it bombing that he sold part of his his franchise or his uh, company and it created Pixar. So in a lot of ways, Howard the Duck has given us so much joy, <laughs> even though it took so little to begin with. <laughs> At what cost, though? At yeah. What yeah cost, what though? At what cost? Would we allow this to happen? Uh, I, I mean, it, the movie is is famous. It has taken on. I mean, I've seen some. I saw some places say that this movie has taken on like a cult, like a cult success. Uh, yeah, but I, I feel out. like that's. But like I a question. Thing. Yeah, I question that because I've I've watched some real trash. Thanks to my friend Mike, former roommate and current host of the BMW Mania podcast. Uh, I've watched some real, real under the highway trash piles. And this was um, not something I've ever seen, so yeah. I don't even know if it's that. I mean, it's I cult. feel like whenever a movie's really, really bad, they're always like, well, there's a cult following. It's like, yeah, I mean, Charles Manson had a cult following. Like, it's, <laughs> it's not something to brag about. Like, a cult following, when people say it's, like, it's a cult classic, they mean, like, Rocky Horror Picture Show, where, like, the normal amount of people to make movies successful like it after the fact. Not 12 people are like, this movie's real good. Yeah, it's uh, it it has an atrocious uh, uh, general. Just reviews from across the board are pretty aggressively bad. Um, I mean, if you go and just look at the photos on the IMDb page, you'll know what you're in for. I mean, the 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 duck looks just like just disturbing. It, it's not a good looking duck costume. Well, j- just to set you up, Pogues, I was doing the quick data data poll here. Um, the movie's rating, based on IMDb uh, ratings and Rotten Tomatoes ratings, would put it in general alignment with three films. Uh, Electra, Jonah Hex, and Monkey Bone. So I guess if you oh. put those movies together, you get this movie, but also in the 80s. So, I forgot Monkey Bone. <laughs> um, forgot we watched that one. So... Uh, that's what we're lining up for, and we're doing it on purpose, uh, because... Boy, this one has been uh, just a gem that I've been waiting to, to, to pull up and <laughs> and put and put on the feed. So I'm pretty excited. Uh, pretty excited to jump into it. Um, I did do some general research as I always do, uh, and I was I mentioned earlier that the director um, William and I, I don't think I'm being doing a bit by saying this name William Hyuk. Uh, it's H U Y C K. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's Hyuk. Uh, William if it's Hyuk not, it is now. and his writing partner, um, uh, uh, what was her first name? Uh, Gloria Katz uh, worked together on this, and then, like I said before, like uh, American Graffiti and whatnot. Um, I can't believe that this this movie about an animated duck or an animatronic cartoon duck smoking a cigar is directed and created by Hyuk and Katz. Is that mm-hmm. like a did the universe just like decide to to try out some improv? Like, what happened there? How did we, how did this get written to the fabric of time? And the two of them are married. Yeah, that's yeah, even more crazy. Like, because Hyuk and Cats sounds like like a Sam and Max ripoff, maybe, mm-hmm. or yeah. like uh, just like two DJs in like Connecticut that do morning radio. Like, I don't know. 
like Hyuk plays the sound effects and yeah yeah his... whenever he whenever he says something his wife plays like the toilet flush sound <laughs> yeah exactly how they got together to do the cartoon like wise wise cracking cigar smoking duck movie with leah thompson um which apparently includes a sex scene so oh I yeah am... this movie is <sighs> is a children's movie like it, it is <laughs> it is for children but there are so many disturbing adult jokes in it. Like, to the point, oh, uh, well, I just, I was looking down real quick to see what its rating was on IMDb, and I scrolled past plot keywords, and these are the five that it shows. Red panties, microskirt, oh mini oh, dress, no. interrupted sex, panties. Oh, no, why is that one? Why is that one? Also, is that why people are ending up here at this oh god there's a whole there's a whole category about interrupted sex why is american history x in here oh no that's not something that should be in here (laughs) yeah i feel like it's for a very specific uh fetish that is going to be real disappointed by these topic choices okay well die hard with a vengeance i'm pretty sure minority report (laughs) nobody has sex in minority report (laughs) All I remember is Tom Cruise drops his eyes down the hallway. That's yeah. all I remember. It's a long bit. Um, well, uh, Pogues, uh, you will believe that a duck can talk. Um, I say that because that's one of the taglines of this movie, alongside uh, a new breed of hero and uh, more adventure than humanly possible. So, mm. uh, I'm not entirely sure what they're trying to get at with that, but sure. I will tell you one amazing thing about this movie is, do you know where it takes place? I, I don't. L.A., I assume? Cle- Cleveland, Ohio. It's clearly, clearly what? filmed in L.A., but it takes place in Cleveland, Ohio. Is this going to be like the thing where Wayne's World is supposed to be filmed in Aurora, Illinois, but they drive past many palm trees? <laughs> yes, it's actually what exactly happens. There's a, there's a famous shot where you can see a ton of palm trees behind him because they perfect. just didn't care. <laughs> well, I think that ha- I think that just didn't care happened throughout this movie. Yeah. I just I, I still can't believe like just people sat in a boardroom and put this you know to to paper on I, on, a, on a board somewhere and, and and everyone nodded their head and said, "All right, let's go for it." I also I'm can't believe that like these people worked like in this this film and like why would the the script is the movie's not good. I'm, I hate to ruin it for you guys, but it's not a good movie, and you just have to think. These Spoiler people alert. took this role. Like, they were like, yeah, yeah, I guess I'll be in this movie. Leah Thompson was like, yeah, I'll be in a movie where I think I fuck a duck. <laughs> like, a man-sized <laughs> duck. Yeah, I guess that's going to be good for my career. It's so crazy. <laughs> Sorry, I had, to, I had to look at the production notes. I forgot I read this before. Uh, IMDb quotes an article from people who worked on the project and said rumors had circulated that Universal Pictures... Production heads Frank Prince, uh, sorry Frank Price and Sidney Sheinberg engaged in a fist fight after arguing over who was to blame for greenlighting the film. Wow! Both executives have denied these. <laughs> this feels like this was the '80s, so you know the meeting where they went in to hear pitches. It was like you know, like when you go into a meeting, there's like a bowl of mints. It was just a pound of cocaine, just a, like a mountain, and they were just taking turns, just snorting cocaine, and we're just like, yeah, green light it. An article released in 1986 from Variety led with the headline, Duck Cooks Price's Goose. 
Oh, that's like a New York Post uh, headline. <laughs> oh, uh, unfortunately, Huck and Katz then stated that the film was no longer going to be pursuing uh, the 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 research for a sequel. <laughs> oh, that's that's what did it. That's. Oh, boy. All right. Well, um, I'm ridiculously excited to be doing this film and uh, really everything about doing a 100th episode. Here's also just something that I I just want to leave you guys with when we talk about this movie and if you watch it. This movie cost in 1987 or 89, 86. Jesus, that's even worse. An estimated $37 million. That is an insane amount of money for what this movie is like this movie should have cost five million dollars tops the duck i hope was the majority of that cause but that is an insane amount of money to spend on this its opening weekend was five million and it grows 16 in the u.s yikes yeah that is rough i mean that's just uh, holy smokes yeah i'm not entirely sure how that's possible but uh we're gonna find out how it's possible because it is our next movie. That's right. Tune in next week for our hundredth episode. We hope to have some surprises uh, in the episode for you, and <laughs> we hope you're as excited for it as we are. That's all I've got. Yep. <laughs>